Welcome to Antiques Roadshow. This week, from Behendrandanda Henan, known for its crab grabs, brain camps, and spectacular hidden treasures. Let's see what we can find right now on Antiques Roadshow. So, tell me more about this object you've brought me. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, basically, you know, it just, it's a clock, it's, it's been in my, my, my family for years, I wanted to, to, to bring it in, you know, when I heard the roadshow was coming. Hmm, this is, this is an interesting piece. Uh, how did you obtain it? Uh, well, well, I, um, my, my, my great aunt... Um, she told me once that, uh, there was a day that she was mm-hmm. driving through the country and, uh, mm-hmm. she stopped by a series of estate sales and mm-hmm. at, uh, at the first estate sale, she saw mm-hmm. a, a, a newer clock and she passed it by. Mm-hmm. And then at the second estate sale, um, she saw a slightly older clock and, uh, mm-hmm. this one had actually, uh, belonged to Rutherford B. Hayes. However, she, she didn't believe it because it was made by Timex and, uh, and it had some plastic parts. So she, she went to a third estate sale. Mm-hmm. And the third mm-hmm. estate sale, uh, she, you know, looked for, she's looking for a clock mm-hmm. and she found this, this clock and she just thought, you know what? This, this is well worth it. And she brought it home mm-hmm. and brought it to her mantle. And I've, mm-hmm. I've been staring at it since I was a, a little kid, just staring at the clock, watching its, its hands go by and measure the mm-hmm. language of the universe. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what is your, plan for this you you do you want to keep this or just appraise it you're planning on selling it uh you know i guess i guess that just depends on 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 what you say uh you know i i i had it appraised a couple of years back um and uh just in in a local shop and uh the the guy told me uh between two and three thousand dollars no i i I don't know that's how much you think this is worth uh, well, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just, mm? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, let's see. What? Uh, what have you done with this? You've done something. Oh well, you know, uh, you know, my my son was was running around the uh, running around the house. He knocked it off a shelf actually, and I just I, I took a little little mm. lacquer and, and patched it up there on the, the corner. Mm-hmm. Well, that is problematic. Uh, uh, would you like to hear how much I think it's worth? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I would. I would love to. I'll buy it from you right now. Sixty-four dollars. Oh, I. That that's. I, no, I mean the 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 man the man earlier said a lot more than that. Hmm. 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 Which man? Where, where I had it appraised. Right. Uh, flim flam man, I'm sure. Sixty-four dollars? I'd go up to sixty-five. Uh, I think... 
uh, sir, I think I'm just going to take my my clock and go. Um, this is this is highly this is unusual. Um, is there is there another antiquarian? Uh, hello, uh, hello. Is anybody see the cameras are rolling? But uh, no, I, th- I think I, I think I'm gonna go. Where do I check out? Uh, there, behind the man with the fish. Yes. Very, very well, sir. I'll take my clock and go home. Well, now, what, ha- what, what, what have we got here? Well, I brought in this here painting of an eagle and a buffalo talking to a lollipop. Oh. Mm. Oh wow! So, so, so can, can, can you tell me just a little bit about where about where where you found this? Well, I used to repair vending machines outside of gas stations in Mobile, Alabama, in 1988. Mm-hmm. And I went to a lot of gas stations. Yeah, yeah. And I repaired a lot of vending machines. Cool. And there was this one vending machine that was all full of snacks, except couldn't get them snacks out. Yes, yeah. And that's why they called me. To repair the vending machine. Turns out that inside of it was jammed a coupon. A free entrance into a roadside bazaar. So I went and I saw Dracula's body. Whoa. And I also bought this painting in the gift shop. Wow. That is... That that, that, that is astounding. Now, now we're the... Hmm... Were the eagle and the buffalo robots when you found it? Yeah, they was robots. Hmm. Okay. Now I had to replace that frame because the yes, original yes. frame. I noticed. Was... I noticed that the that 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 the fluting was irregular. It's it's good that you pointed this out because that does actually have something of an impact on the sale value of uh, of this, the irregular fluting and also the just kind of the general objet d'art uh, around it. Yes. So, 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 tell me a little bit about what happened to the original frame, just so we, just so we can understand the provenance. I hit it with a football on accident. Mm-hmm. Was it some kind of uh, backyard barbecue situation, or a, or a drunken night of throwing bricks at each other? No, I, I was watching the game and I threw the football at the TV and it bounced off and hit the painting. Mm, okay. I have a question for you. Do you know how to read, sir? Yeah, I can read the word, sir. Okay, I got you. Um, so, did your parents know how to read? I didn't ask. Hmm, okay, I got you. I see. So, that's. I only asked that question because I want to know if you can see the writing on the wall here because there is a tremendous upswell in the value of uh, um, lollipop-based robot animal art. Were you aware of this, sir? No. Hmm, okay, okay. Who is playing this game? This has a tremendous uh, impact on the value. The football game? Yes, yes, the football game. Where I threw the ball? Yeah, yeah, your drunken night of brick throwing with Bubba and Stank. Well, it was the Redskins, and, uh, hell, I don't remember. Hmm. Might, okay. might have been, been the Seahawks. 
Does that make sense? Redskins and Seahawks, so from the Northwest, I see. Okay, so what I would like to um, do right now is tell you a little bit about uh, what we can possibly value this at. Sir, you're going to be a very rich man. Were there crackers under okay. the frame? This is actually this actually has a great impact on this. Were, was was this some kind of food container at any point? Yeah, I used to. Well, it was my mom's old cookie jar, mm. but it was the only thing I had, so I broke it to make a frame. Mm. Has anybody been killed in front of this painting? Not since I owned it. Mm. Okay. Has this painting been in the room when an address from the president was given on television or the radio? Please be specific. Yes. Mm. Two times. Once for George W. Bush and once for George H.W. Bush. Mm. Okay. Yes. Um, so here we go. I'm going to uh, write this number down here just so, you know, just so, just so, we, just so we know. Um, what, have you, what would you say if I told you that this is possibly worth... Now, I can only give you a range for insurance purposes. This is possibly worth $400 million. Okay. Mm, yes. So you're going to have trouble finding anybody with that amount of money to offer, but that is what this is worth. If anybody was killed in front of this, that number could have possibly octupled. However, you're going to have to settle with this. You, sir, are about to be a very rich man. It, it was next to Dracula's body, maybe he killed somebody. Unfortunately, no. Dracula never killed anybody. Uh, he was a saint. Why do you think we celebrate St. Dracula's Day, sir? Because it's fun. Mm, okay. Well, I'm going to uh, ask you to please step into the hallway while we uh, get this deloused. Um, you can enjoy some Mountain Dew or maybe some uh, poppycock. Uh, while we are uh, running the procedures. Thank you very much, sir. I would like to shake your hand. However, um, because I fear human contact, I will just nod in your general direction. Um, what, can you, uh, what can you tell us about this object here? Well, uh, what we have here is a 17th century weather vane. Uh, I found it. I was driving uh, through Wyoming, uh, and uh, it was perched on top of a, on top of a, a, a farm. Walked up to you know to, to the guy and said, "Hey, that's a that's a that's a pretty good specimen uh, uh, that you got there." He said, "Well, you know, why don't you take it? Uh, you know, bank's gonna foreclose." Uh, and so and so I grabbed it and uh, you know it was an it was an excellent condition. I took it to my to my local antique shop and they said that I could probably get about mm, six or seven thousand dollars out of it. Now uh, the, the the year on this that you see now is that something that you researched yourself? on the internet well a little bit uh you know i found the manufacturer's mark and i and i put it in there and it was a shop that was operating in the uh in the in the western states at around that time so 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 yeah that, that seems to make sense to me well here i'd like to to draw your attention to something here real quick if we take the the jewel and turn it this way you can see the the manufacturer's mark that you're referring to it is a an mw here and uh, what did what did that MW stand for in your research? Mm. It's a it's a, for Martin Wallace, who was the the the, the artisan craftsman, famous, uh, renowned, um, you know, or, 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 you know, around those uh, times. Hmm. Yes, Martin Wallace. Now, 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 uh, I don't I don't mean to 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 contradict you, but if you take the the object and turn it this way, you see that the maker's mark actually stands. 
for WM. Hmm. WM. Which actually, you know, I've been, I was talking it over with some people in back. That actually stands for Wallace Martin. Wallace Martin. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. And, and th- this is, this is going to affect the value. Uh, a little bit now. Now, there, let me let's take a look. Uh, there are a couple of condition issues on this piece. If if we flip it this way, um, show me what you see here. Well, I see some excellent fluting uh, there. Uh, very consistent fluting along the along the edges. Now, that this fluting uh, that that you claim to see, if you actually take a, a look a little bit closer, and you can here you can look through my my uh, magnifying glass here. Um, these are actually what we like to call in the uh, the industry as crazy cracks. Now, now these these happen when you don't treat uh, a item with the kind of respect it deserves, um, and you you go crazy with it. What do you? And uh, when you do that, sometimes they develop crazy cracks. Now, I'm not saying that you did this, uh, sir. That however, sounds that sounds exactly like like what you're saying. However, the farmer you purchased it from uh, very well may have gone crazy with this object or jewel. Huh. So so now now watch as I flip it over this way and you see you see this uh this plating here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's cast iron. Mm-hmm. Cast iron plating. It's actually imitation cast iron. This is actually a Rustoleum paint on an aluminum finish on a tin veneer on a plastic base. So what you have here is a real stratum of artifice, a real a real multi-layered jello mold of bereftness of value. I I I really don't like your tone, sir. Now, how much now do you think this could bring at auction? Well, you know, these things are just minor setbacks. Um, I think that the fact that it has Bluetooth connectivity, um, you know, can bring it up just a little bit. So I'd say like 3,000? I was discussing this backstage um, with the WM, uh, with the stratum of failure, with the crazy cracks. I believe that for insurance purposes, at auction, this might bring in... One to two dollars. I'm shocked. As as well would I be if I thought that I had a original uh, Marshall Wallace. Can, can, can I can, can I get it back? No. Today we've seen heartbreak, history, and an unusual number of ornate turtle shells, but. We'll be back here next week with more Antiques Roadshow. I looked all over and got all of our family treasures together to bring them to the roadshow, and it turns out it's just as I suspected. My brother got all the good stuff, so I'm leaving with nothing. Thanks a lot, Antiques Roadshow. Well, I brought him all baseball cards thinking they'd be worth a fortune, Turns out they're not, but at least Antiques Roadshow validated my parking. I wanted to bring in my little sister. You shut up! And 
this gun was uh, from 1892, they said, and I thought it might be worth $100, and it, it was worth $900, and this is a Madame Alexander doll between two and $300. I was so excited I couldn't believe it. it was, I didn't expect it to be worth, I didn't know. Anyway, it was fun. The greatest thing I ever did was getting tickets to this show. <laughs> I came to the road show with a real New York slice of pie. I tried to give it to him, but he said it was only worth two fifty. <laughs> only in Ben Renahan. I brought my grandpa's opium pipe and I thought it was just so cool, but it turns out it's not worth much, so thanks to Antiques Roadshow for a pretty good time, but I'm still broke. But at least I have my opium pipe. So the good time can continue. I found out my old hat isn't worth anything. But then my grandpa knew John Wilkes Booth, so, um, thanks, Rojo. Hi, everybody. Robert Dyer, and welcome. Welcome to the Robert Dyer channel and my review of the Burger King Bacon Pulse Supreme Crub Muncher Burger. It's the new burger from the King of Burgers, Burger King. I was at the drive-thru and I saw a Starburst cardboard on the menu sign touting the new burger and I knew that I had to review it. Let's start with the packaging here. It's a cardboard box the same one that we know and love in the classic Burger King style. You can see the graphics here and the cartoon crub, the bacon pulsing off all the meat patty in cartoon form. You can see the tiny eyes here on the bacon. Fortunately, they're not featured on the burger itself. So you can see the same classic Burger King bun that has proved the king to be bread royalty. There are sesame seeds and munch flakes. They have a nice brown texture. Feels good on your tongue. Under the bun, you can see the slather of rich, creamy mayonnaise more munch flakes, um, ripened tomato, crunchy lettuce, and pulsing bacon. All a, all a very appetizing combination. There's a nice aroma coming from the crub. And you can see those cubes here amongst the American cheese sauce. Under that, a classic royal juicy beef patty, all beef. Looks to be a quarter of a pound at least. Okay, I'm ready to taste it. My first impression is that the crub brings out the taste in the beef. It has a very soft tongue feeling on my tongue. There are hints of scrobe, salt, a, a peppery taste. It's very well seasoned. Mixes well with the smoky bacon. 
I have to say that this is a five-star burger. Burger King already makes a five-star burger with their flagship Whopper. So you might ask yourself, Robert, how can you top it? And the answer to that question is with plenty of crub. With each bite, the crub wraps around the bacon and dissolves a little of the lettuce. You can feel the bubbles tickling your throat on the way down. I would say if you want a complete eating experience, that's more than a burger, you owe it to yourself to try the Bacon Pulse Supreme Crub Muncher Burger from Burger King. I give it five stars. I hope you like this video. Share it with your friends and subscribe. Robert Dyer, and I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.